Welcome to Campbell and Cohen's Kooky Quarantine. I'm Seamus Campbell. I'm Ben Cohen. With us today are my fellow Topekans, Lucas Ryan and Katie Curtis. Woo! I just, I just want to start this off with what are you guys wearing off camera? Because I'm totally party on the bottom, business on the top. Does that mean you're not wearing pants, Katie? No, I'm wearing pants. It's not that type of party, but... Uh... <laughs> I'm not going to judge. I've got PJs on. Yeah, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing jeans uh, with socks and a t-shirt, so... That's impressive. I'm wearing, like, sort of dark-ish tan shorts, uh, and my t-shirt, it depicts the illustrious 2014 American League champion Kansas City Royals. Fancy. Reason, the reason I'm actually dressed is because I actually do have to go out later. I have to pick up a, a prescription at uh, the pharmacy. So I have to face the world and possibly COVID-19. Right. Be careful out there. <laughs> I'll do my best. I have a face mask. I have gloves. I shouldn't talk. I went to the farmer's market. Yeah. How was that? Uh, Gianfranco Pizzino went to today. It was weird because, I mean, early season farmer's market in Topeka – is usually fairly small, but it was just, it looked so empty because, you know, they had maybe a third of the vendors they normally do because they're limiting it. You know, none of the crafts, nothing like that. And because it's early, a lot of stuff isn't in season yet anyway. Um, so, I mean, it was easy to socially distance, even though there were an okay amount of people there. Um, every stand had a tape set up in front of it. You know, this is how far back you have to stand from us. Every vendor had gloves on and sanitizer. Uh, and handed you everything in a bag. Hold on, Lucas, you haven't told us about what you're wearing. No, oh, uh, just some PJs, plaid PJs. They're nice okay. and blue and red. You, like, really <laughs> match, though, like, with the top and the bottom. That's, like, A+. plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's it's quarantine. It's laid back, but it can still be stylish, hey. right? I'm not stylish. <laughs> Hold I am on. not stylish. Hold on, Ben, did you get a haircut? No. Okay, well, you your hair looks shorter than the last time I saw you from our Zoom chats. So, <laughs> everyone's like playing with their hair now. <laughs> um, this is this is the content that everyone who's just listening is missing. All of us started touching our hair. Uh, no, I didn't, I, and also, but also this is video recorded, so I have I have the receipts. <laughs> we always take a screenshot when we record this, so you'll see this. Uh, if you follow <laughs> us on Facebook or Twitter, which, you know, why wouldn't you? At Kooky Quarantine. Um, plugging is smooth, y'all. <laughs> just wash my hair. So you're usually seeing me later in the day. Since I don't really put product in it, it'll sort of settle down and you'll get my bangs more. Uh, but that hasn't quite happened yet. I'll accept it. <laughs> My hair is a mess. We had a roommate get the first quarantine cut of the the season yesterday. His girlfriend did it for him, and it came out much better than all of us were expecting. <laughs> so. At some point, I don't know what I'm going to do when it gets unbearably long, because, you know, we're getting the occasional hot day. I, I may I may rock the buzz cut at some point just just to know what that's like. Yep, it was it was buzzers, it was clippers. <laughs> Realistically, you know, this glorious uh, set on top of my scalp here isn't going to be there forever anyway. Just knowing how various older members of my family line have looked, um, so you know, I could give myself a little preview, like okay, start thinking about how I can make this look as good as possible. I don't. I don't- know. Me- 
I don't think like, I would recognize you with a buzz cut. That kind of freaks me out. I've never had it that short. I went to a prep school that also had the JRRTC program, so which like half the student body did. So for me, I and also my hair gets really curly. Uh, it goes into like an Irish afro. Yep. <laughs> yep. Lucas Jarnoff yep. is. Yep. So it's... for me, I always keep it keep it short with a buzz cut. So the day before, like our uh, social distancing rules that we're getting rid of all of the hair salons and barber shops. I went and got a buzz cut with a three all over. And if it gets too long and this quarantine and keeps on going, I'm going to go over to CVS, get some trimmers, and just going to shave the whole damn thing off. <laughs> However, it's I... Uh, the, when it's like this up top, it yeah. just you start to just cook up there because it's, it's a lot of curls and they're all dense. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but uh, actually, so one year, though, like, I decided to really see how bad the fro could get. And so I actually grew out my hair for a year and then donated the hair to Locks of Love. Nice. I can't say I've done that because, you know, I'm just a bad person. <laughs> Concur. That I'm a bad person? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can confirm that, too. I'm glad. I'm glad I know how my friends think about me. You're not, you're not terrible. Honesty is love. <laughs> in, in the name of honesty, can I tell you guys what I did last night? Because I'm super proud. Yeah. Uh, okay, so as Ben knows, I'm a super lightweight when it comes to drinking. So before quarantine really cracked down, I decided I was going to have breakfast smoothies with fruit, which I never did. It turned into dinner smoothies where I blended it with a truly frozen fruit and vodka. And then last night I sat on Amazon and ordered stuff and I don't know what I got. So it's going to be like Christmas later. Just like, like you've, just, you've set yourself up with a surprise here. I like this. It is. And I'm like, I don't yeah. want to look at, I don't want to look at the email because I don't want to know unless we want to go on that journey together. I'm totally willing to make that content. We're, we're going on the journey. You, you no, open the door way after you now. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's go on this journey together. <laughs> oh God. Okay, where's the email? So you completely oh. black you blacked out uh, in order from Amazon. I believe the correct phrase is brown out. Oh, I don't like that phrase because it makes it sound like you poop your pants. I prefer yeah. gray. I like gray out better because I hmm. I remember being on Amazon, but I don't remember the decisions that I made. I can tell you back when I was drinking, like one time I woke up and I had written like the first two pages of a like West Wing reboot uh, script. Oh my god. <laughs> At some point, you're going to need to find that, just whatever you've written. And I think I still have it somewhere. Well, yeah. Katie's like, go, I got it. I got it. Okay, I'm going to look for, look for the script. Okay, so here, here's the journey that I went on last night. I bought an air fryer. Cool. I don't even cook, so. Nice. I, I guess now's the time to learn. Yeah. Uh, Aztec face clay. One pound of that. That seems like something you'd buy anyway. I think so, but I don't. I don't know what prompted me to think to get that. <laughs> um, acrylic paint pens. That is something I legitimately needed because I was nice. paint, I was painting last night and I didn't have any. Seems like good decision <laughs> so far. <laughs> and the best thing is, I bought a really large cat tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> How large are we talking here? Like three stories. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I mean, nice. you have two cats, so. Yeah, they're going to be happy with that. I don't know if you can see the girth of this cat, but he, yes. doesn't, he doesn't do climbing. He doesn't, <laughs> he, I don't know how he's bending physics to sit on this chair. <laughs> cats are a liquid. 
He's like it works. folding over. We've got some chonky boys at our house. Well, I guess chonky cats, but they love their cat tree. They love to climb it. So that's going to be fun whenever it shows up. I don't know. Have you made I'm still searching for this script I wrote. I don't know. <laughs> if you don't find it now, Seamus, you can find it later. There's always going to be time to show people that. Yeah, that's worth it. You know, I keep saying that we need to start a Patreon, and that, mm-hmm. can, that, that can be some of the exclusive content for donors. Yes. There you go. I'd pay $5 for that. Sweet. What about you, Lucas? Made any exciting impulse buys um, during quarantine? The, the last impulse buy I did was before quarantine, when I was a little bit uh, drunk and bought three pounds of chocolate-covered <laughs> espresso beans off Amazon. Um, that was right before quarantine. During quarantine, I've been doing a lot more like video games, or I watched Parasite last night, which was really good. Two nights ago? Two nights ago. Yeah. Time is irrelevant. Yeah. There, some time is a social construct and always has been, and now we just get to throw it out, right? As the great poet David Byrne once said, time isn't holding up. Yep. Same <laughs> as it ever was. But. And I actually just found it. I, oh, nice. boy. Should I read it out? I Go for it. What? Or, unless Ben has how much, decisions. How much have you written? Yeah, it's only like uh, about a page or two. I think we should find some special spotlight for this uh, at, at a later but very public time. <laughs> I, I think yes. there are ways we can utilize this. I'm, I'm, I'm actually rather excited. <laughs> okay. Do a special dramatic reading episode. Wait, wait, wait. How many characters are, do you have? Do you have written in it? Uh, it's so far. It's Josh, his new assistant Molly, uh, Santos. Um. Yeah, that's about it. I also have <laughs> realized that I did not spell check this thing <laughs> at all. <laughs> so why don't you do that first, and then we will cast your fan script at some point. In the oh my god, I love that. I, I love it. You should do this. And nobody tell Aaron Sorkin he's probably cool enough not to sue, but just in case. Yeah. This would, no, this would fall under fair use. I know yeah. fan fiction, but still. Fan fiction falls under fair use, so we're good. I feel like I have been reliving like the early 2000s when all I did as a middle schooler was play Animal Crossing and write Harry Potter fan fiction. Yep. So I feel a little guilty because there's so much awful in the world and a lot of people are struggling and I'm sitting at home, living the dream. I'm still essential, so I'm working and getting paid. But occasionally I just like, I just have to take like a 10 minute Animal Crossing break because it's noon and it's time to go fishing and... I don't blame you. Um, I, I think you know that I have, you know, th- that was my impulse buy was getting Animal Crossing because everyone has been talking about it. Uh, and I'm a joiner, apparently. As so, it should yeah, be. I have my own island. I just went and, you know, explored a, another random remote island and somehow was able to completely dig up a bunch of their coconut trees and bring them back to my home. Heck Which yeah. Means problematic from an ecological standpoint. But hey, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> the island is also run by a like pantsless talking raccoon, so yeah, the rules are a little bit different there. So I just wanted to share, share with everybody. I was just re- while y'all were talking, I was actually just reading this thing. I was laughing so hard internally <laughs> that I actually started crying. <laughs> and, uh, this would be a great time. Like I am right now. The people cannot watch to see this. I'm yeah. right now wiping my eyes with a tissue. Okay. Uh, 
Wow. Oh, boy. Yeah. Apparently, it's uh, some good content. <laughs> it's so terrible. That's the thing. That's why I was laughing. And you're really excited for us to know about it. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, but with Animal Crossing, I was actually asked, uh, Ben, by our friend Hannah Robleski, who we got to get on the pod. Uh, she was saying, like, we, you have to join Animal Crossing. Like, we have to be friends there. I'm like, I don't have a Switch. No time but the present. Get with it, man. Yeah. They're having huge shortages on production of Switches, like getting them out into people's hands because quarantine happened and everybody was like, well, gonna buy a Switch in Animal Crossing and they ran out. I have a friend who sat for like a week and a half trying to get the regular Switch, but he could only get his hands on a Switch Lite just because there was nowhere in New Jersey that he could get his hands on a regular Switch for under like 450 bucks, 500 bucks that had been refurbished or something, which is just ridiculous pricing. Wow. Yeah, that's... I got mine refurbished uh, last fall. Like, it was how I treated myself when I started a new job. And, yeah, I paid half that. Uh, but, yes, I think we should have... I think we should have a full-on Animal Crossing-themed episode sometime down the line. That'd We've awesome. got it. I don't play it very much, but we have it. We have oranges, if anybody wants oranges. <gasps> I have peaches. Nice. And cherries. We also have cherries and peaches, I think, on the island somewhere. But People who have not played Animal Crossing are going to listen to this part and be so, so confused. I don't, there are so many memes on Facebook, as long as they understand, like, have been on Facebook and all in the last, like, three weeks, I think they'll get it. Yeah. Which they're really missing out. It's too bad there's a shortage because it's like, I, I like 10% believe that maybe, like, coronavirus is an Animal Crossing conspiracy because it's real convenient that, it's Tom uh, Nook. Tom Nook is a shady-ass character, okay? It's Tom Nook. <laughs> but you can buy a house with no interest, and he's not hassling you to pay it back. This is the millennial dream, because I'll never own a house. But this raccoon guy will give me a house for, like, 300,000 bells, and he's not knocking on my door when I don't pay. Yeah. Um, I, I have a friend who asked if Tom Nook has a monopoly on violence, uh, <laughs> trying to understand the governmental structure to Animal Crossing. Um, we also discussed what kind of currency they have, whether it's a standards-backed currency for the bells on gold and iron, and we think that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, also we came to the conclusion that it's a tax haven that Tom Nook is using <laughs> this to launder money, and that's why he's so willing to just give you all these things with no interest because he doesn't need to make interest off you. He's just trying to launder the money. It is literally an island that he just sort of went to with what are clearly his children and a bunch of strangers. Of course, it's a tax haven. Yeah, <laughs> oh, hey, you found a bunch you develop of it for him. Around. Oh, I'm gonna call my owl friend and we're gonna say we're starting a museum. Yeah. No, you don't need a damn locust for a museum. He does not need to be that excited. So we've, okay, we've added the number of, uh, to the list of things that coronavirus is actually a conspiracy about, we've added Animal Crossing to it. We've already, have y'all heard about uh, the 5G one? Oh, yes. yes. Oh, man, the 5G one. Oh, oh my God. It's painful. Ow. Basically, that 5G gives everyone coronavirus because somehow radio waves does that, even though, like, (laughs) Ben is waving his arms uh, like a crazy person. Yes, I'm throwing radio waves at everyone to give them diseases. Yeah. Logic text out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he is also a wizard. He announced that uh, on April 1st. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Technically, I said that I could announce that I was a space wizard on April Fool's Day, and nobody would like question it. Yeah, so that wasn't an affirmative statement of anything. You also I, never did. You never denied it, Ben. I know. I don't so, need to. I like fa- Facebook is really ma- making me hate a lot of people I genuinely respected before because I would have never thought that they were like as dumb as they are. I have some friend, one group of friends. They are a husband and wife couple that share a Facebook profile, which is all right. I'm I'm sorry. The hill I'm willing to die on is if you share a Facebook profile and you're like under 50, somebody cheated and I really want to know who. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh, the logic is sound on that one. Yeah. But it's really bizarre because one individual of the couple, they're in the healthcare field, very smart, very accomplished. And they're posting like legitimate coronavirus information. And then the other individual of the relationship is uh, the complete opposite. And it's a whirlwind. Like you don't know what you're going to get one day from the other because one day it's like, hey, here's all this CDC recommendation stuff. Be good people and follow it. And then the other day it's like, we need to lift the lock and this is unconstitutional. And if, uh, if we just lift the lockdown, this will go away in two weeks because herd immunity and the 5G thing and... Yeah. Oh man. It's How are they together? Good question. I, that must be the most awkward relationship where they just don't talk because I I couldn't do it. Me either. Or they just like are a Kellyanne Conway and George Conway situation. Yes. How does that work? I don't understand. Uh oh Ugh. well excuse me while I go a little bit R rated. They must have a lot of great hate. Yes, thank you. Oh, my God. Which SNL did a whole sketch on. I'm going to have to go check that out now. (laughs) 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 SNL skit. Not it. (laughs) Actually, SNL's back tonight, which is awesome. They're going to be doing a a live from home episode. Fancy. That'll be interesting. Speaking of celebrities doing live from home stuff, uh, did you guys all see the Imagine video that went around with all the celebrities? I did not. Did not. Um, so I, I'm going to move away from the original video because I don't necessarily want to just sit here and talk a bunch of smack on celebrities for half an hour. Um, but one of, uh, who was it? There was, someone posted on t- TikTok, one of the celebrities, um, and was like, I was asked to be part of that. And I don't know if they were or not, or if they're just doing the joke. Um, but they misconstrued it as Ariana Grande's Imagine. And posted the video of the first two people in the line of the celebrity video singing John Lennon's Imagine. And then it cuts to him singing Ariana Grande in line with the song. And it's, it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. And oh my God. it really is much better than the original Imagine video that the celebrities put out. No, that is pretty fantastic. I'll go look up who it was. I think it was John Mayer, but I think I'm making that up. I'm really bad at celebrities. My wife will tell you to never trust me if I'm telling you a celebrity's name, and she is correct. You should not trust me on naming a celebrity. I like the idea of it being John Mayer, though, so I'm going to keep it that way. Mm. So, Speaking of celebrities and also SNL, um, Dr. Anthony Fauci did say yesterday who he wants to have portray him on SNL. Anyone know who it was? Brad Pitt. It was Brad Pitt, and... (laughs) I think, honestly, right now, because Dr. Fauci is the one probably keeping us all alive, Brad Pitt is legally required to be on SNL tonight. If not, then, like, yeah, if not, then he has to be, like, arrested or something. I was right. It was John Mayer. I found it. You got one. 
Right? I got one. That's my one for the next, like, 300. Quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. So, you know, I I think we didn't really explain it too much at the top of the show. uh, But you are two guests. Oh, we had a topic. That's right. I forgot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, whether we have a topic or not is deeply subjective, probably to the irritation of some of our listeners. Um, hi, Steph Wheaton, we know you're listening. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you two share something in common with us um, that, hey, you're both from my hometown. So t- today is tell me a little bit about just what you've seen, like how this has all impacted Topeka. Uh, Lucas, you go first. Um, so I'm in kind of a weird position. Uh, I actually work at a fast food chain uh, coffee company. Um, pretty vocal about that in other places, but they've got like a media thing, so I'm just not going to say the name right now. Um, but they are giving me paid time off uh, for catastrophe pay. So I've been at home and isolating along with the other members of my household who also work for the same company. Um, We've got five people. uh, So it's a weird position to be in because a lot of my coworkers are still going because we are an essential uh, service and I could go on forever about how we could actually be essential and I'd gladly go back to work. But watching the community kind of continue to frequent that place that isn't essential. I mean, lattes aren't essential people. Um, One of our corporate communications actually said that from one of our high, high up people where she was like, you know, let's face it, they aren't essential, but we're trying to provide some normalcy. And watching that line of thought go through the community of trying to find a sense of normalcy has been one of the most fascinating parts, I think, uh, watching Topeka because we really don't like being told what to do um, a lot of the time, uh, but I think a lot of us are still taking it seriously. Uh, We had a couple essential trips to make yesterday. We try to limit to one or two days a week for all our essential trips, but with five people in the house, it's a high number of essential trips sometimes. Um, But there are still lots of people out and about frequenting a lot of places that I just look at. And at the same time, you know, we'll walk our dogs and there are five of us. So we're a tight knit group of five. And while we're trying to practice social distancing and quarantining, there are also five of us out on a walk. And I know how that looks. And so it's kind of been interesting for me, just my own dynamics of like, looking at the emotions of just looking at other people right now. There's been lots of people on my Facebook talking about this, where they're like, you know, I'm doing this, but I feel like I've been looked at like this. And just seeing how people are interacting with each other while they're still out has been a huge shift, I think, for me. I think there's a lot of, uh, we all kind of want to be nice to each other and exist in kind of this shared cultural trauma at the same time. But we're also all on guard because we're worried that the person we're interacting with us is going to give us the virus or is violating the purpose of the stay-at-home orders. And there's just, there's this kind of dueling mentality that I've been seeing. Beautiful. What about you, Katie? Uh, My first follow-up question is, you have five dogs in your house? Not five dogs. So we've got two dogs, two cats. Uh, We had three cats, but Bacon unfortunately passed away uh, last fall. Yeah, this most recent fall. Um, But we've got five people. My wife and I own the house. Uh, Then we rented out to a couple other folks, and we've got three roommates. Nice. So five of us total. That's exciting. 
Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I am a state worker. I am in healthcare regulation. I'm a paralegal. So I am working 100% from home. I have not seen any of my coworkers in over a month. And that's been kind of a change. My husband also works from home too. He is uh, working for the Department of Labor. So shout out for that. That's good. Uh, I have spent a lot of time running because there's nothing else to do. And I've been doing a lot of trails and I'm just, I know I'm part of the problem, but I'm thoroughly always surprised at how many people are out there and they're not following the six foot rule and they're just hanging out. We live close to parks and people are in their driveways and it just, it blows my mind that people are always looking for ways that they are excluded from the rules. Like tomorrow's Easter. Well, it doesn't, social distancing doesn't count when it's family. Well, it's like, if you don't live with them, it's not following the rules and you're just making things worse for everybody because this is going to keep getting kicked back farther and farther and farther. And can we, can we curse, curse on this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, these jackasses are like the people in elementary school that wouldn't shut the hell up in class, and they're the reason why we always lost recess. Yep. And it just, like, blows my mind. It's like, if if you guys would just do what you're told for two weeks, all of us want to be at home. Like, how many of us have sit here on Monday morning at work and are like, God, what I would not give for a vacation and sit at home and do house projects and just not wear pants for a week? Now we have that opportunity, and... Y'all are blowing it because the government told you to do it and it's a weird hill to die on. I don't understand it. And And it's literally a hill to die on because people are going to die. Yes. So my life hasn't changed all that much. I miss playing in-person Dungeons and Dragons with my friends. I miss (laughs) concerts. Um, We've adapted. A part of my soul dies every time I get an email from a band that's like, hey, we're hosting a virtual concert, but they would not come anywhere near Kansas. So <laughs> just it makes me angry. But we were kind of gradual preppers along the way. So I listened to a lot of podcasts and they were talking about this doom and gloom coming for a long time. So I'm like, well, maybe in January I should start like getting a little extra food just to have just in case. And so there wasn't that rush to the store. How many rolls of toilet paper are we talking in your home? We did go buy one giant pack from Sam's. So whatever the, the biggest pack they have, we did buy because we couldn't find anything smaller at Sam's. And I hate the grocery store and I didn't want to make two separate trips. So we're set for the next year. All right, I'll come back when we need something. <laughs> and we can sell it too for like, if you know, like $10 a roll. Get, uh-huh. Well, that's too low. Check that up. You got to do like $80 a roll. We're talking dystopian oh, currencies here. Man. You know, but I hate capitalism though. So I don't want to yeah. go too high. Yeah. Yeah. So, capitalism is the devil. It is. It is. It is the world we have to live in though. I know. Mm-hmm. But also if we do end up with dystopia, you know that it's going to be capitalism. Like that, that takes over. It's like, be- because there's going to be a warlord who's going to jack up all the prices. Yo, hey, I'm not going to jack up the prices. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to be a fair and just warlord. A warlord all the same, because that's what people are going to respect. Hold on, except that y'all are in, like, a different district than me. You've all seen the Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I'm in district, I don't even know, like, five or something? I, I don't know the maps. 
Yeah, neither do I. I'm not that big of a fan of the Hunger Games. Yeah. Which is funny. I read them. I saw them. Start paying attention to it. <laughs> I uh, forgot what I was going to say. It's it was gone. something exciting. It's Probably gone. about why you got but, annoyed with the Oh, I do remember. Yes. I do remember. Um, so, Ben, when you take over the world, um, am I still your attorney general? I mean, there's going to be paperwork for everyone, but that, that's very likely. I think we've discussed this before. Put it on the Can record. I be somewhere in policy. Put me in policy. <laughs> Think of a title, okay? Uh, communication okay. director. Communication director, I'm calling dibs. Also, you know I know the social media stuff. It, like, I got the podcast down. I can, yeah, I can do see, the spin. That's why we started this, because you wanted to make sure that you'd be guaranteed that spot. But that's fine. <laughs> there you go. I thought it started as a cruel joke that we were playing on our friends on Facebook. But, you know, I'll take that too. What are you guys going to do if and when um, quarantine is ever lifted? I'm going to, oh, God. I mean, like, podcast-wise, are you guys going to keep it going? Are you going to oh, do something new? Uh, probably will. We'll just change the name. I mean, you could keep the name. Just make everybody who comes onto the podcast have to quarantine for a week beforehand so they've got the right vibe. That's fair. <laughs> uh, what would you name it? Campbell and, Cookins, Campbell and Cohen's Cookie. We need something with the alliteration. Oh wow! Yeah, this is gonna Corner be a hard one. Following the Kooky Cool Kid cast, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> one of the weird, one of the things that weirdly makes my brain turn fast is thinking of alliteration. So you know, I'm I'm always gonna be able to do that. <laughs> and really, if you're not using alliteration to you know come up with a fun title for something, what the hell are you doing with your life? It's really like a botched opportunity, isn't it? Well, I hope you guys keep it going because I'm thoroughly entertained. I listened to your last episode while I was in the shower trying to make myself look decent for the first time in a week. And uh, yeah, your your short friend was Wait. good. That was not <laughs> our last episode. That was two episodes ago. But that was yeah. our last full episode. We did, you know, sort of yeah. our mini episode about the Sanders race. Yeah. But oh yeah, Jack, uh, he gave us quality material. And we all have decided that he has to run for coroner. Oh, yeah. Well, his, his experience made me so anxious that I had to, like, test my audio, like, a hundred times because I didn't want to drag you all down. I was like, oh, I'm so anxious. <laughs> I'm glad that I tried two different sure plug-in mics. <laughs> yeah, no, you were both testing this. Like, I was talking to both of you before we started recording. Uh, so, you know, just to subtweet somebody who has already been on the show and gave us a fun hour of content. Yeah, no, it's good to make sure you have a strong connection before you start. Because as like I, like personality wise, or are we talking sound? Because that was a weird segue. Oh, both. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. I want us to step it up. If you cut, if you cut out while we're recording, we will just keep recording and make fun of you. Mm-hmm. As you should, really. Yeah, because I expect nothing is, less. Yeah, the, the truth is, and I'm sorry to all of our listeners who picked up on this. Uh, Seamus and I are dicks. <laughs> I don't know Seamus, but I. I know ben no, I will openly admit it. Really? Yes, we are. I had no clue. <laughs> well, uh, I just friend, friended you two on Facebook, so hey. you can learn all about. If you accept, that. you'll actually see how much of a dick I am. See, now you just right signed up for all my long political rants on Facebook. Hi, Seamus. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Mine aren't really long. But. Mine aren't usually long. It's more that I'm very biting. 
Yeah. Uh, so, for instance, there was a story in the New York Post the other day about people that were in parks and they're being told to separate about six feet from the cops. And instead of just saying, okay, officer, I understand. Thank you. We do mm-hmm. it. They're saying, no, no, no. I'm going to cough on you. I'm going to spit on you. That's an act of terrorism now, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what yeah. I said. And I even <laughs> cited the section of the United States Code where that they could be charged mm-hmm. under. Oh, my God. I had somebody, I was tweeting at Wagle aggressively because I have all kinds of feelings about Susan Wagle right now, and all of them end with her never serving in elected office again. Um, but I was tweeting about how she's responsible for a lot of deaths in Kansas that are about to come up, and some of the right-wing trolls on Twitter started coming out, and one of them tweeted... Uh, at somebody else in the comments, and I couldn't find where he had said this, but he said that, you know, somebody was saying, go batter uh, Wagle, go infect her with this. And I was like, no, like, the, we, we don't joke about bioterrorism here. That's I not... already know who you're referring to, and I remember this blow up. Uh, oh, I will yeah. not say his name because, well, frankly, he's somebody I find deeply annoying because uh, he is a Democrat like us. Uh, and made a gloriously unsuccessful attempt at running for office a few years ago in the Johnson County area. Um, I also uh, made one of those unsuccessful attempts. So you you want to say if you want to say who the name is, I can always just bleep it. Is <sighs> his name? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and bleep that because I'm afraid that if we say it too many times, or if he hears it too many times, I, I think there's sort of a Beetlejuice effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Well, we haven't uh, said the name, so okay, well, I guess we're good. Exactly. Yeah. That's science right there. Um, yeah, for those who are listening from outside of Kansas, um, the person Lucas is referring to is the current president of our Senate, Susan Wagle, who is a very conservative Republican from the Wichita area. Um, she has for many years been one of the biggest stumbling blocks in getting Medicaid expansion in Kansas, which is a massively popular issue. I mean, very highly supported, including by a lot of Republicans. Hospitals are closing because they don't have it. People are going, I mean, I I don't think it's really shocking to too many people in other states that, hey, people are going into a lot of medical debt because, you know, we're just not taking action on stuff like this. Um, But calls for it to happen and protests against the reticence towards it are stepping up pretty significantly, which is good to see. Yeah. Uh, last year, the uh, then president of the Kansas Young Democrats, Katie Sullivan, actually briefly was banned from the Capitol for going <laughs> in with some of her friends and unraveling a giant van, all saying, Susan Wiggle, there are blood in your hands in the rotunda, which was pretty fantastic. It was I a remember very, seeing very that on Facebook, protest. and I just said to Katie, bravo, well, well played. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so she is now one of the several Republicans running for the U.S. Senate seat being vacated by our retiring recliner-clad dinosaur, Pat Roberts. <laughs> the third um, senator but, from Virginia. <laughs> another bit of background for everyone, our longtime senior senator, Pat Roberts, doesn't really live in Kansas and hasn't for God knows how long. Um, he has a residence in Virginia and the address he claims in Kansas is a friend's basement where he claims that he'll sleep on the recliner when he comes back. 
Yeah. Well, same thing for Steve Watkins, too. He lives in the UPS store. Yeah, that was where his federal filing forms were. Or I, the office of an apartment complex that's not I even his district. I assume he's got, like, some pin particles, and he just shrinks down in there. I bet it's very cozy. Unfortunately, <laughs> that happens to be very common with members of Congress in both chambers. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of science going on there. Um, yeah, Which so, I, I will honestly give a pass to those with like young children and stuff because they want to be home every night and their kids are going to school in Virginia or Maryland. But if you're someone up in age, you know, your kids are grown. There's no excuse. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, he is, you know, not, he's like late thirties, but he doesn't have kids. Allegedly he's married, but nobody in this town has ever seen his wife. When he does come back, he usually rides around on his motorcycle. Does he live in Canada? Probably. No, she lives in Massachusetts uh, and works at a Planned Parenthood there. And he really tries to hold that down because he doesn't want the Republicans mm-hmm. knowing his wife does abortions. Uh, uh, that part is not a joke. She's won awards for it. Yes. Um, but no, when he does come back into town, he mostly just rides on his motorcycle and, you know, goes and gets drunk in various places. Apparently, Old Chicago is a favorite, as is the Cyrus Hotel. I know that one because I've seen him get drunk there. Um, Man, that's an expensive one to get drunk at, though. He, I've seen him there multiple times. I'm just saying. I mean, I believe you, but man. Yeah. Um, but I kind of got off topic on Susan Wagle. She is now one of uh, several Republicans running for Roberts' Senate seat. The others being the first district Congressman Roger Marshall, uh, who hilariously got shut down when he tried to call into the weekly TV show of the mayor of Wichita, who's a former young dam officer named Brandon Whipple to rant about how Nancy Pelosi is being mean to Donald Trump and got shut down very quickly and hung up the phone without trying to answer when he was called out. Uh, The other being, of course, our former Secretary of State, Chris Kobach, the architect of the modern voter suppression movement, who lost in pretty spectacular fashion to Laura Kelly when he ran for governor in 2018. He also lost when he was trying to prove voter... Uh, fraud and all that. This is a lot. It's pretty funny, actually. Uh, it would be funnier if he didn't cost so much taxpayer money, and if you know the times before that where he was getting his way, it didn't like trample on the civil rights of a whole lot of people, mostly people of color in the state of Kansas. But that's how they roll. Part of me honestly would love if that commission was actually finished its report, where they actually have to admit, oh yeah, voter fraud doesn't actually happen. Because then we have a document that we just get to. I'd love to go to every congressional hearing where they are talking about voter fraud and all that, start just waving it around, saying, not what your government says. Chris Kobach has always been willing to fudge numbers and to overstate what he shows to make it look like his conspiracy theories are true. He will say, hey, we have, you know, evidence of like a dozen voter irregularities in air quotes. (laughs) <laughs> over the last 20 years in the state and that's why we need tighter voter id laws and that proves my thesis that you know illegal immigrants from mexico are coming in specifically to impact the races that happen in kansas um i mean we can't even get our own citizens to care about elections we're trying to convince right. other people that like are trying to stay off the radar to vote in our elections like that logically just does not work apparently we're just that important but no he, he will He's very good at those sorts of mental gymnastics, so don't give him that opportunity. Not that he's going to get one anymore. He very much lost the confidence of Donald Trump when he lost in 2018. Um, Currently, 
I think he's sort of considered the front runner for the Senate primary on the Republican side, which if he were to win that primary would actually give us a chance at flipping that Senate seat for the first time since the 1930s, which my God, what a delight that would be. Yeah. Uh, our front runner, because we do have a contested primary, but the person who's very, very much our front runner uh, is a state senator from Johnson County named Barbara Bollier. All the national PACs are throwing money at her. I haven't seen recent polls, but I think she's coming off pretty popular. Um, Kansas yeah. is good and fun if we actually have elections. The only other name I know in that race, just for the sake of listeners having more information, is Usha Reddy is also running yeah. in that primary against Barbara Bollier. I think uh, Boye definitely has the upper hand right now, but... She does. Usha's got, I mean, she's the mayor of, of Manhattan, which is a major college town in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've met her once or twice. Very intelligent. I do like her a lot. Yeah. I like Usha a lot. She's going to do something if she doesn't win this primary, you know, yeah. outside of just being the mayor of Manhattan. Uh, and I think that's going to be valuable. And the people yeah. that know her from her work uh, in city government there speak mm-hmm very highly of her. She's been doing very well with the pandemic as well. I see a lot of her Facebook posts about what's going on in Manhattan. So can I, can I talk about- What we're saying is that we've got like much cooler people here in Kansas doing things right now uh, than the rest of y'all. I know all of our friends in places like Ohio and Kentucky and California are all like, oh, such and such. I have Andy Bashir and Gavin Newsom and that really intense looking mayor of Chicago who actually seems pretty cool, but well. No, 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 we have it. We have Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> yeah. you, you, we, you, no, no one else can beat him. Oh, come on. You put Laura Kelly and him in a room together. She will not only eviscerate him, but she will do it while completely keeping her calm. And yeah. it's because that's how she no. rolls. You don't know who Andrew Cuomo. He will actually make the room just close in on her and her alone. And she will respond by not giving a shit. Do you think his nipple... cannot shake our governor. It is great. Do you think his nipple piercings give him some sort of power? (laughs) If they, like, if if somebody goes Uh, at him with a big magnet and takes them, will he just shrivel? Like, will all his power come out of his chest? See, like, the Iron Man, and that's what gives him his heart and power? Um, oh have any of you ever read Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn trilogy? I have not. Uh, so just super brief highlight reel. Uh, there's one of, they've got like three systems of magic and they're all metal based. Um, one of them is hemallergy and it's based on inserting metal spikes into various whatever for power. Like one of them, it's an earring. Uh, some of them are like big metal spikes at like parts of the spine or things like that. When I saw those nipple rings and you made that comment, all I can think of is he has this evil hemological like presence in him. And you know, maybe that's why he has the history to, it's not because of magic, but that's just the, the connection that popped off was Brandon Sanderson. Yeah. For the sake of, of just fairness, uh, his ex-girlfriend of Food Network star Sandra Lee did basically say, shut up, it's not real. I choose to believe it's real. I choose to also, but I don't think that's the source of his power. I think the source of his power is just being awesome. In these tough times, we need things to believe in. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Like also that Carol Baskin did it. 
Oh yeah, she Carol Baskin used sardine oil and fed her husband to a tiger, and, and no one will ever change her mind. Her, her husband was definitely a creep, uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. either she did it or she knows where he is. Yeah. And that said, there are a lot of people on that show who deserve a lot more punitive action than oh, they yes. have ever received. That said, also <laughs> Donald Trump apparently is looking at in, uh, giving a pardon to Joe Exotic. He has been lobbying for it. He has been lobbying for it from jail. (laughs) I know this uh, because somebody who I'm Facebook friends with knew who he was before the show and was Facebook friends with him, just had added him before he went to jail, I think, and he loves attention, and tagged him in my post about it a few weeks ago. (laughs) And thankfully, he has not, like, gone and started messaging me, you know, for whatever, like, canteen time he gets on his computer. Uh... But I went through and I did some just sleuthing and confirmed that, no, that really was his damn page. Like his personal profile. That's amazing. Under Joseph A. Maldonado Passage. I totally went to one of those tiger petting cub things as a kid. You told me this. Tell us about it. I, so that was like the most Trump, like, okay, hyperbole here. It was like the most traumatizing thing when I'm sitting and watching Tiger King and they're talking about this touring mall cub petting thing. And I'm like, I did that when I was a kid. I didn't think anything of it at the time, but you pay like $50 for 30 minutes of sitting in there and like petting cute little tiger cubs and just thinking like, oh, those, those poor kitties probably got put down when they weren't useful in the moneymaker anymore. And I'm like, man, I participated in that nonsense. It pisses me off. I was like 14 at the time. I'd still pay to, I even after watching Tiger King, I'd still pay to go see it and uh, pet those tigers. They're they're adorable. They're cute. They're, they are so cute, and I yeah, I really <laughs> conflicting feelings because I do like cats. I if I could, I actually I'd pet like the adult tigers too. You might get your arm torn off like that one person did though. Oh, spoiler alert! Sorry, bleep that out. Eh. there's just like how in regular times it's 10 years is the span within a quarantine two weeks two weeks (laughs) if you haven't caught up in two weeks during a quarantine then you didn't care that much that means i'm gonna hold you all accountable for parasite since hulu put it on this week your clock has started all right. I will probably watch it like tonight or tomorrow. So yeah. it's wonderful. It is a phenomenal film. So it's not a travesty that it won the Oscar instead of Gone with the Wind. No, it deserves it. That's good. But will Donald Trump watch it? No, because now he has no excuse either. Even well, if like he does, he's just going to pull an Elon Musk and be like, "Oh, we should just appreciate the beauty of the moments of life." The real message is eat the rich. Donald Trump won't watch it because it will have subtitles. He knows this, and he does not know how to read. That was what I was saying. Like, it's all you have to read the whole time, right? Yeah. It's still really, really good. And I can't, I can't, I can't dispute that logic. Yeah. Well, we have already knows that he can't write because you've seen his signature. <laughs> yeah. So if we're judging off of signatures, my, sig- my signature, my handwriting, they're not great. They look like a fifth grader. They are legible, is my argument. Is you can read it. It ain't pretty, but you can read it. I probably shouldn't talk uh, (laughs) on that front. Let me just say this. Uh, My parents are both doctors, and doctors are used to having these crazy-ass chicken scratch signatures because they Mm -hmm. just have to do something so quickly. Mm -hmm. And I grew up assuming that's what signatures looked like. 
And so that's what mine looks like. Mm-hmm. Like my handwriting, if I try, it can be like really nice, but mostly I just, it's terrible. But also like all the men in my family have terrible handwriting. As for my signature, so when I was younger, I really looked up to my oldest brother, who is 30 years older than me. Uh, don't ask about that one. Uh, but so his signature was his garbage and like sort of like a doctor type signature, even though he was a naval officer. <laughs> so I decided that I would just adopt something like that. And even like when I started adopting that, when I was maybe about 12 or 13, like teachers started yelling at me for having that. I was like, you know, I have to develop, develop my own signature at some point, you know, why not? And they're like, well, at least for the now, uh, meantime, you have to have this like totally nice signature, you know, with your full name written out, you know, I'm like, whatever. Uh, nowadays, it just like looks like it's like an S scribble. <laughs> I feel like signatures anymore aren't quite the standard that they used to be, though. Like, so when we bought the house, um, there's a lot of signing on a mortgage, as I'm sure most people are aware of, even if they haven't purchased. Uh, and we were signing the mortgage paperwork and my signature just organically is similar to itself every time I sign it, but it is not the same every time I sign it, no matter how hard I try. And the loan officer, the title company, and the realtor all made fun of me for not having a matching signature within the one document. And I'm like, you know, I just, I just can't do it. I, I have tried. I can't do it. And it's... And that's why snowflakes look different. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Actually, we have no proof that all snowflakes look different. We actually just don't have a large enough sample size. I disagree. I have personally examined every snowflake that has ever fallen and confirmed this. I believe it. Technicalities. He's a space wizard, It was snowing where I am in New York, and I did not see you anywhere to be found. Dude. Just just yesterday, it was snowing for about three minutes. Space wizard powers don't require a physical presence. They just require the acuity of the mind. I'm glad somebody appreciates my culture. Okay, okay, I take it back. I walk it back. (laughs) Not your hill to die on? (laughs) No, I I pick my battles. Better not be. But my thing is that, like, okay, with signatures, if they're all different, like, as is the case with me and Lucas... Maybe we should all move to like biometrics. Like just use your thumbprint instead. I think there are people that are literally terrified of that concept. Hilarious. I I am reluctant. Uh, So one of the things with biometrics, like on phones and stuff like that. So I don't really have anything to hide. I mean, I ran for public office. It's not like I'm a, uh, somebody who's got like a giant, well, actually this, I, I roll that back. Running for public office is apparently no longer an indication that you have nothing to hide, especially as both of our nominees currently sit uh, with some very, very, very uh, interesting stories circulating. Um, but I don't really have anything to hide. So I'm not like reluctant to use biometrics because of that. But there are cases where they found that police are okay in going out and like lifting up your thumb and using that on the phone with, but it's not okay to force you to disclose your uh, passcode. So if it's a passcode or something, then you're allowed to keep your privacy, whatever. And if it's biometric based, they can hold up the phone, whatever. And so it's kind of this interesting conversation around like biometrics and privacy things. And I don't know, privacy rights just get me weird. You know, okay, well, in that case, I actually, uh, I take back using thumbprints, and I will replace it actually with 
this is because I used to be a big fan of tech TV back when it was on TV and I really hate G4 for buying it. And that's all the thing that I'll be a 10 minute rant. We don't have time for, <laughs> uh, but I remember one time it was the, like this tech news channel or episode I was watching. They said actually going, uh, using like a scanner of your veins is actually better than using thumbprints. So since there is the, and also, like, there's no way that you can easily get someone scanning of your, like, veins. Like, you have to yeah. put up a special uh, magnometer or whatever it is. Yeah. But if you're using that to sign a contract as opposed to your thumbprint, what? why not? Yeah. It's still a legal document. You know, it's you have to be physically present, yeah. which I think is more of – and be given consent. So I think that's actually a better way of doing it. I have a cool story. Okay. Ben already knows this and I feel like when he first asked me if I would be on this podcast I was like okay but I'm definitely going to find a way to insert this topic because I feel, I feel very strongly about it okay so I went running a couple of weeks ago and I saw on the crosswalk sign that somebody had put a sticker on there and I didn't think anything of it at the time I passed it a few times and I didn't when I saw it on Twitter, also, that made me think maybe I should go to the website. So the, the sticker said, birds aren't real. And maybe other people have heard of this. I had not. So I'm I, in the Facebook group. I love it. I've been in it for months. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. So I went to the website. And it is a conspiracy <laughs> that it started out as bird conservation. So to keep the government from killing birds. And then they switch to the government has killed all of the birds and the birds that you see are actually drones and they're surveilling us. All the birds died in 1986 <laughs> due to Reagan killing them and replacing them with spies that are now watching us. I love that it was Birds work for the bourgeoisie. It is one of the best things I have ever heard. Wait, okay, so... <laughs> Wait, like legitimately, they said that they were all killed in 1986. Yes. So, hold, okay, so by their logic, when I see a dead bird and I see all the guts and stuff on the ground, that was 1986 technology, yes. like creating like all the biometrics. Like, I'm actually yes. impressed with Ronald Reagan right now. <laughs> it's it's the most outlandish, wonderful meme content that I have ever encountered. I love it. Thank, However, you, thank you for bringing it up. You'll have to I, invite me to the Facebook group because I didn't know there was one. Yes, it's called Birds Aren't Real. Uh, there's also a tag group for that whole sentence line that I just used. Um, and someone reads that out on a loudspeaker, like a mega horn on a TikTok. And it's oh, hilarious. God. And his delivery is beautiful. And he's like on an office rolly chair. And it's just, this is a culture that I love and thrive on. And I'm so afraid because like I'm very like vocal. I've told everyone about it because I'm so excited. And I did like a snapchat rant and i've like posted it on people's facebook and i'm afraid people are going to think i really believe it but i like things so deeply and ironically that it's like i i'm obsessed with rick santorum for the same reason <laughs> <laughs> okay why don't you tell him you're rick santorum? <laughs> oh good i'm so excited this yes. I'm, oh my <laughs> so <laughs> and i majored in political science at washburn and one of our projects in uh, I think it was 2012. Yeah. Or yeah, 2011, 2012. We were supposed to follow the election. I and did that this year with Dr. Beatty. Oh, that's 
exciting. Yeah. I'm so jealous because now is the best time to do that, I'm sure. I was on Warren's campaign. I followed her up there. I was assigned Rick Santorum. Okay, so I went up to Iowa multiple times, went to the straw poll, went to his uh, private events with like five people. And it was so awkward. I spent all day with him. I have a photo of like us doing a Christian side hug thing. Mm -hmm. And so that was his election and he dropped out. Uh, I, flust I flustered him at a town hall because I asked him about, well, if gay people can't talk about their relationships, are straight people able to stop and talk about their relationships? And he didn't like that. So he kind of started yelling at me and it got weird. <laughs> But several years later, Ben and I went to, a, went to Fort Hayes State University and went to the Howard Dean Rick Santorum debate, which was a shit show by itself. He does not keep his cool under any capacity. And like all the young Dems were really excited to go see Howard Dean and take pictures and shake hands. Not, not this hipster. No, 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 no. <laughs> I. Wait, hold on. They have hipsters outside of Brooklyn? I guess. I, yes. I have really convinced. I have really convinced people that I love Rick Santorum, and it it gets awkward when people don't realize that it's ironic. So everyone's like crowding around Howard Dean, and Rick Santorum is trying to get the hell off of this stage because it went bad. And I am a firm believer of you can get whatever you want if you act confident and look like you know what you're doing. So I hopped the stage. <laughs> I went behind the curtain. I followed him down the hallway to the bathroom and waited for him and I'm passing like all these other important looking people and I'm just sitting there like acting like I know what I'm doing and no one questioned me so I'm waiting and waiting and kind of like on my phone up like I know I'm totally doing my thing I totally work here and he comes out and he looks very flustered that he has a fan <laughs> And I'm like, oh, Rick, I've got this picture of us because I had picked, printed off a big picture because I wanted to create Santorumception. And I was going to have him sign this picture and then, like, have us take the a picture photo. of the photo. There was no one around to do that, though. And uh, my, my phone wasn't very good to, like, take, you know, selfies. selfies. So I have a signed photo of him back from when I was in Dr. Beatty's class. And he was so touched that he had a fan because he clearly did not remember me at all. And it was like, I kind of walked away. Like, I feel really bad because that I made him very happy. And the last time we met, I did not make him very happy. You redeemed yourself for making him uncomfortable. That's all it was, Katie. I, yeah, um, it is, it is what, like a two and a half hour drive from Topeka to Hayes? Yeah. Yeah. You were shaking in excitement, clutching <laughs> that damn photo the whole way. I was. I was so excited. We went and got tacos at some sort of really good Mexican restaurant. And I was just like, I want to go. I can't eat. I'm excited. I want to go. I'm, I don't know where my picture is. Because since, like, I, I, I worked at a private law firm before. And I had the picture on my desk. And some hoity-toity person was like, oh, is that your boyfriend? like no yes it was <laughs> it's yeah. not but i don't know what i did with that picture i i know it's here i think it's just in my box of decorative stuff because i move every year and i kind of just stopped unpacking after a while but that's my rick santorum story i will say one thing rick santorum has never aged no he's a vampire <laughs> he's got the same like rare condition that paul rudd has where they just sort of get locked into stasis you know yeah. somewhere in and nicholas cage yeah. Oh no, Nicholas Cage is no. in. Yeah, he has been recently. 
I told you, I'm bad at celebrities. Don't play this game. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nicholas Cage, there's a photo of him from like the eight, uh, 19th century. Oh my God. Oh, I have seen that. I remember that. Yeah. So, yes. so he is actually probably Dracula. Mm-hmm. That's true. We know your secret. We know your secret, Nicholas. And actually, that is probably why he changed his name from Coppola. Not to stand on his own so people didn't confuse him with his famous uncle, uh, the great director Francis Ford Coppola, just because people didn't want, he didn't want people to know he was a vampire. Yeah. No, no, it tracks. Um, so since the theme a little bit has been bashing on conspiracy theories, since we've now talked about celebrities never aging, have you seen the other coronavirus conspiracy theory that links to what they're calling adrenochrome or something like that? Not this one. You explain. So this one, I'm about to take you guys on a trip, okay? Sure. So this okay. one alleges that coronavirus is actually cover for a war amongst the elite class, fighting over adrenochrome, which is a chemical extracted from stressed infants as they are murdered. And by ingesting the chemical, you preserve eternal youth. Oh my God. And this is usually accompanied with pictures of a celebrity looking young and a celebrity looking very, very old and says before and after a drinking chrome loss. I've not heard this one, but oh my God. Oh. It, it Why is, is there not ridiculously an fantasy novels about this? And it is, it is wild and I have seen it multiple times. It is, it is quite the trip to go down that rabbit hole. It is, it is just awful. I'm going to have to do some Googling later because I have literally nothing else to do except for learn more conspiracies, and that sounds amazing. God, it's so awful. Oh, wow. It hurts to read it. It truly does. Uh, Really? Because it's delightful to hear about it. (laughs) It it hurts to read it and know that there are people that are taking it seriously. And I thought the best was, like, when I got my HPV vaccine about two months ago, and... I posted on Facebook to some state senator who was getting shot upon for like promoting vaccines and everyone's like, oh, Seamus, you're going to end up with all these brain diseases and everything. I'm like, you know, when I get my booster or when I go to my physical next time, if you want to come with me to the doctor's office, you know, sit in, you know, make sure I get a clean bill of health, come and join me. Just DM me. <laughs> I got zero hits. I even actually messaged one person who was claiming that like I was going to end up with all of these brain disorders. I said to her, "If you need me to set up a GoFundMe to pay for your plane ticket," <laughs> coincidentally from K- she lived in Kansas. Okay. <laughs> I, what is you know, name? just let me let. <laughs> <laughs> Time to throw like, some shade. Who okay, is this? Hold on, I have to find it. <laughs> It was actually me with a different profile picture. I was having fun to set I things up, you know. People, Lucas. Um, <laughs> uh, go for it. I just. I love how this has like turned into like to us throwing shade at people that can't talk back. <laughs> Her name is Melissa Cohen. Any relation? Oh. No. <laughs> uh-huh. So we said it was me catfishing, but now I think it's truly Ben. <laughs> Oh wait, like uh, that's it. right. She did. She did say that she moved. Uh, like she was moving in, like the in the chain on the state senator's website or Facebook page, and so she's now living in Washington. Ah, okay. And because oh. I'm not friends, I can't see like where her, what uh, she was before. Here's what you do the next time, Seamus. If somebody doesn't go for that, 
not only do you, you know, get the money to make sure they come out there, let them hold your hand during the process or whatever, offer to take them to ice cream afterwards. Well, you can't take buddies to your appointments now because of coronavirus. You just have to go by yourself. Well, what I was saying was actually, this is before coronavirus, and I was saying, you know, when I go and get the booster or when I go and get my physical next year, uh, you can come with me. You know, and because otherwise, unless you see it with your own eyes, you're going to say I manipulated the video. Like, oh, why would we think that? I'm like, well, obviously, you're going to find some sort of fault in this, so you have to see it with your own eyes. But <laughs> definitely with the idea about getting ice cream, like one block away from my doctor's office is the very first Haagen-Dazs uh, shop. Nice. So I'm definitely yeah, down for that. I'll be planned out. I'm just saying. I kind of hate ice cream. Just gonna throw that out there to make you all hate me. Like I like how all the heads just like collectively <laughs> tilted. Like, like I knew this already, wait. but still. I just don't uh, like it. Who hurt you? Yeah. <laughs> I just did I don't... ice cream that hurt you. What did ice cream do? It's just too heavy. Like I occasionally get this it's... like. Does I do? So get you're just like a sorbet kind of person. You want the lighter version. I do like sorbet. Sorbet is what about, good. What about soft serve or frozen yogurt? Okay, so my husband hates this, but I say I don't like frosties because the ice cream tastes too sharp. Like there's like shards of glass in it, and I don't like it. But I really, really like Halo Top because I can eat a whole carton and not feel bad because there it's like three hundred calories. You found the one that speaks to you. That's, mm -hmm. that's about it. Although I do occasionally really like getting like the birthday cake remix at uh, Coldstone, but that's like the worst possible thing you could ever get. <laughs> Cause it's like a bajillion calories and it's just hits you like a ton of bricks, but. Eh, calories are fake. <sighs> fake, news. fake news. Fake news. <laughs> well, now you really gotta yeah, watch it. The other is the thing that is called the COVID-19 as well as the freshman 15. It's that was true. actually on, that was on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Today. Yeah. yeah. And no one's wearing jeans because you, so you have no idea how much you're losing it or gaining it, I guess, the te technically, but. For me, actually, I've been losing weight because, so I actually, I never, <laughs> I know this is going to sound terrible, but I actually usually only eat one meal a day. It's just dinner. And so it's terrible for my metabolism. But now actually I'm eating uh, apple chips every morning and that's like really good for like fiber intake and all that. Yeah. I've been eating better because I'm not eating out as much, but yeah, I'm sitting a lot more. Mm -hmm. I, I do go, I have been running about every day, but you can't really outrun eating garbage. So. Because I'm at home constantly, uh, my dog takes me being around for the sign that I'm going to take him outside more often. Um, he's actually currently sitting next to me, pouting and looking out the window. Oh, um, poor buddy. Hey buddy. Buddy. I'm, I'm, for those at home, I am currently turning my screen so that everyone else can see him. He looks depressed. Uh, doesn't he? Yeah. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Because he was Nothing. looking out the window a minute ago, and he wants yeah. to go there, and he knows that, you know, when we're done recording, I am going to take him again. But the last time was like an hour and a half ago, and that's clearly far too long for him. Oh, that's just inhumane, Ben. Yeah. I'm going like to call PETA. Yeah. Our dogs have been doing no, this. No, no, you're going to call Carol Baskin. <laughs> but she doesn't care about dogs, does she? She just likes the cats. Yeah. But I don't want to die. <laughs> She'll feed you to the tigers. I know. Well, 
Ben, if I if you are killed, you know I have found two new co-hosts. Well, my story. I'll take Look your place, Ben. Hey, thanks for the the raging endorsement. Actually, I have no clue if it was me or if it was the guy from like two weeks ago who had great content. You know, I don't know. It was you. So I, I feel good inside, Seamus. Thank you. This has actually always been my dream to be on a podcast. So thank you for scratching that itch for me. I'm glad we could help, Katie. I've always so wanted to do this. Enough, we crossed another thing off of your bucket list. Yes. There we go. We can dream. I tried to do a really bad policy one while I was running for city council. I did it like weekly. And I was like, let's talk about tax policy, everybody. <laughs> and it was... It was pretty rough. My roommate recorded a little like jingle for the intro though on his guitar and it was all like edited and fancy and I had a good time. I had like two people listen to it who were like, this is really good. And I was like, thanks, you're also a librarian so you love data heavy conversation. We have like three people who listen to our podcast regularly and say it's really good. Yeah. It is good. It actually is not the first time I've heard of like a data like in policy related yeah. podcast. Oh, I uh, loved it. But I, oh, is buddy giving you the look now? What's, oh, he's been giving me the look. Okay, so I guess uh, it's probably a sign. Yeah. That, well, thank you all for coming on. No, thanks for having us. Thanks for coming on, y'all. <laughs> yeah, Katie just muted herself. So yeah, oh, she did. I got it back. Sorry, I knocked yeah. my thing off. It's not very good, but. It was nice to actually be able to see two people that, you know, live within two miles of me. I know. Uh, yeah. Our theme music is produced by Alexander Nakamrata. Our guests today were Lucas Ryan and Katie Curtis. I've been great been chatting Seamus. with you. <laughs> you as well. Great chatting with you all as well. I've been Seamus Campbell. I've been Ben Cohen. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe. <laughs>